Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Evening, Commissioner. From the makeshift studios here in Mullican Hall, New Jersey. Fresh off a two-week bender, it's Talking-ish with your commission. Sorry to uh, go on hiatus for two weeks. It's been uh, a lot of stuff going on in the life of the commission. Uh, between being in Fort Lauderdale, preparing for Fort Lauderdale for my sales meeting for work, and then uh, having a great time down in Charleston, South Carolina, with my boys, with the boys, it was a fucking solid time. But we'll get all we'll get to all that. Um, but first, I do want to address uh, the hiatus. Uh, yeah, we were gone for a little while because sometimes this thing takes a little bit of effort to put forth. I'm not just going to go on here and talk about nothing. I'm going to prepare a little bit. I'm going to have my thoughts together before I, I step into this microphone and talk to all of you. I'm not just going to get on here and just go extemporaneous like I am right now. Because uh, really, I haven't had time to plan the way I would, I, I, I'm used to. And that's frustrating for me. But we'll work through it. We'll get there. And it'll be golden. I've uh, I'm I'm coming off like a two week bender of drinking. Like I literally drank every fucking night. And I said when I was down there, um, I'm never fucking drinking again. I'm gonna take like a two weeks off. I'm gonna take off till Mike's wedding. And guess what I'm doing right now? <sighs> I'm sipping all the whiskey. And you'd think I'd be sick of whiskey after the week I've had, but I'm never sick of whiskey because I have what some people like to refer to as a drinking problem. Right. Uh, so yeah, uh, so last week I was in Fort Lauderdale from Monday to Wednesday for my sales meeting, where basically work sends us down there. Uh, the whole idea is like, yeah, we got our stuff to figure out for the year. We just want to present all of our plans and show you how we're going to get after it. And everybody from across the country, my team of about 150 people, actually everyone from the U.S. and Canada, and even Puerto Rico, where we have our Latin representatives, all get together at one location, and basically go through all the shit we're going to do for the year, and then we celebrate the year that was. And that's probably my favorite part. Um, But new to this year, um, well, not new, uh, we did it last year. So last year, we had a Quizzo. If you're not familiar with Quizzo, it's basically pub trivia, where they put us into teams, and they have a series of questions, you have to answer the questions, and then you win prizes and shit. And that's usually at a point after we've already gone through all the work bullshit and you just want to kind of chit-chat with your friends and uh, your coworkers and let loose a little bit. Have a, f- a couple drinks and have a little bit of fun. And that is usually the only night we have for our, like entertainment, if you will. So last year it was hosted by this woman with a lazy eye who fucking sucked. She was terrible. She was so bad that I, I was like, man, I, got, I, wish, I wish they would improve that event. I think I might have said something to Phil at work, and he took it to heart, and he was like, hey, guys, I got the perfect guys, because Phil actually, like, plans this shit. He plans the sales meeting. Like, my man is my man is doing things with his life. So he threw, he threw this whole thing together, uh, him and a few other people, and in the sales meeting pitch, he was like, I got the perfect guy to host Quizzo, and the commission himself. So the commission put together what I think was a phenomenal uh, event, a phenomenal affair, where... Uh, in the past, it was kind of like a last-minute thing they threw together. No, I don't do that shit. You know that. I prepare. 
I fucking went all out on this quiz though. I honestly wish I could put you all through it. Dave and Zach were over here one night. I walked them through some of the questions, but what they didn't get, what they didn't get to experience was the flair, the fun hype of the night. It got hyped up. People were like, oh, Brent's hosting Quizzo, that quiet kid that does all of our data analytics? That's so weird. I can't imagine him as a host. And then I come out in my Riddler costume with a cane, and I literally kicked him right in the fucking teeth. I started by making fun of my VP. Uh, you know, like you, you want to take a few shots at people at the top because this is your opportunity. You're the little guy, and you just want to get a few digs in. Nothing, nothing aggressive, nothing mean-spirited, all in good fun. So, yeah, I took a few jabs with the VP. I was basically like... Uh, Going through the rules and shit, just basically saying, hey, uh, this is Quizzo. If you've never played before, here's the rules. When I talk, you don't talk because people need to hear the questions. All right, Kevin. Rule number two, no cheating. All right, Kevin. And it just kind of went on like that and on like that. And he found it to be good fun. There was fun games in between. The Canadians were fucking into it. They were out for a rip, are you, bud? And uh, yeah. I think that was actually a very successful night, and a lot of people came up to me afterward, and they were like, hey, maybe you should, like, be a radio DJ or something. I'm like, oh, really? I've, n- I've never wanted to fucking do that. Respect me. But yeah, so then we, we got through Quizzo. The next day, you get through all the rest of your bullshit, and the, la- and the last thing we do is, like, merit. it's called Merit Awards, which I've talked about before on this podcast. It's basically, like, my work's version of the Oscars. Everybody gets decked out, and they- we get together for an- again for a cocktail hour, get a little loosened up, then there's a formal dinner. It's kind of like a wedding. You sit down, you get and pick between fish, steak, and chicken, and you have yourself a nice little dinner. And while the dinner is going on, some people are up on stage presenting awards. And I was fortunate enough again this year to win my second merit award, which I'm very proud of. Um, it's a tough thing to do at Campbell's. I mean, it goes to like the top like, you know, eight or nine performers of the year from across the U.S. and Canada. And I've been fortunate enough now in my five-year career to get it twice. And if you get it five times, you get this sweet Brooks Brothers jacket with the Campbell crest on it. I fucking want that thing. The only problem is I don't know if I'm going to be there long enough to fucking get it. But in the meantime, I'm going to do everything I can to fucking try to get that thing because it's sweet. And I don't know what I'd do with it once I got it. Maybe I'll wear it out to like a fancy dinner or something or uh, just wear it while I jerk off one time. Who knows? So right from Merit Awards, there's a there's a reception afterward. It goes to like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I had a flight that it left the airport at 5.30, boarded around like 4.50. It was like honestly the hardest stretch I've ever had to do in traveling, probably in my entire life, because I was not like shit-faced. Like I was respectably drunk because it's a work event, but like I was pretty drunk, and then I was like chilling, eating pizza with a bunch of Canadians, which was fucking awesome. Canadians are awesome, guys. Like, if you if you don't have a Canadian friend in your life, do yourself a favor and make a Canadian friend. They are a great time. They they literally get up and drink, and then they close down the bar that night. And I don't know if they ever fucking sleep. These people literally drink themselves to death, and it is a great time because they're like they're very relaxed and chill people, and they talk funny. It's really fun to like sit there and just have a drunken conversation with Canada. And from what I've learned, they actually know a shit ton about America. Like, I don't know shit about Canada. You know what they call a wool-knitted hat up there? They call it a toque. Would you know that? I wouldn't fucking know that. But they know what we call fucking everything because American culture is much more prevalent everywhere else and Canadian culture is not. But Canada, Canada, Canada is still cool. So I left right from there to the airport around like 3.30, uh, 4 o'clock in the morning. 
I get there and the fucking Fort Lauderdale airport's like not even open. I had to sit there in the ticketing area and wait for them to open the fucking security line. And I was like the first person there and I'm just standing there with my bag, my backpack, and this trophy that won't fit in my fucking suitcase because it's packed to the brim. And the guy like, at the security thing who's waiting to open the gate is looking at me like, what the fuck is that thing? Uh, like, are you sure you want to bring that on a plane? You're going to look fucking weird. But whatever. We got on the plane. I had a connection to Atlanta. When I got to Atlanta, because I, don't, I think it's the combination of flying, being dehydrated, drinking a lot. I like immediately, like the plane landed, my eyes opened. And I had to vomit. Like, I had sprinted to the bathroom off the plane and just blew chunks into the fucking toilet. And it's, that's not fun, man. Like, you're, I don't know if you've ever been sick in an airport or on a plane, but there's no worse place to be fucking sick. You're trapped. You're around people that you don't want to be around. Like, the airport's probably my, like, outside of, like, if I had no time, like, if time was no issue, if time was no thing, I would, I would love being in an airport. Because you have, like, bars and TVs, and you can, like, get drunk, watch some football or whatever's on that day. And it could be a good time and relaxing. But the problem with the airport is you're always under this time crunch. And it's like, well, hurry up, bitch. Give me my check. That's why I like those little kiosks where you don't have to talk to anybody. They really hit a home run with that. Like, you can sit at an airport, not talk to a single fucking person, and get drunk and order food. Brilliant fucking invention. So I finally get to Charleston, and my boy Dave picks me up. Dave was fucking clutch and key all weekend. I got to give a big fucking shout out to Dave because that kid is special. That is that is a special kid. He always does what he says he's going to do and then some. And the thing I love about Dave and the thing I love about going on all these trips with Dave is that he is just so always he's just always true to himself. He's always almost to a fault himself. And I that I respect the fucking shit out of him. That's part of the reason I love him. He's so funny to watch interact with other people because like, I feel like sometimes other people, like, are so fake and, like, phony that when they meet somebody like Dave, they are so caught off guard, and they don't know how to handle it, and it's almost fascinating to watch them just interact with a guy like that, and he's fucking hilarious. You gotta love Dave. So he comes through in a big way, picks me up from the airport, and you could have literally scraped me off the ground. I was struggling so hard. Takes me back. I get a little nappy nap in, and we gotta go pick up Mike, and I'm still in fucking rough shape. Mike, my boy. Hooked me up with the water. I was feeling a little bit better, but not great. And uh, then we then we got then we got things going. We got we got a little drinking action in. We walked around a little bit. We walked down on the water. We checked out the cruise ship that honked a thousand fucking times. And we laid on the grass like a bunch of weirdos. And uh, it's just a nice little boys' evening. And then we went and got tapas. Uh, shout out to Mark for the great recommendation in the spot. Um, and shout out to Mark for his just like alcoholic behavior this weekend. Mark has a problem. He's got a drinking problem. Margarita. Shout out to Margarita. Like, I guess, like, Mark's super healthy and fit now, so he's able to just go hard as fucking shit when he goes on vacation or on the weekend. My man was ready for a drink at every point in the adventure. I need a little time to recover. I'm a bit, I'm a, uh, like, in my older age, I've become a little bit of a bitch. Like, at night when we're going hard, I'm going the hardest. I'll go as hard as you need me to go. But during the day and shit like that, I am fucking, I am struggle city. But not Mark. Mark is like a fucking Iron Man when it comes to drinking. And it is quite impressive to watch. And traveling with Mark, Mark is a treat too because Mark finds all the fucking sick spots. Mark is like, uh, it's like going out with a walking, uh, what do you call it, Yelp guy? He's just like the fucking Yelp guy. And then there's Jake, the, uh, the fucking Danny Duber, just rolling up Dubers left and right. 
Um, just making sure that the boys are constantly getting their fix, which was pretty fucking sweet and pretty cool. Overall, I would say I would summarize the trip in uh, three three things, three categories. We'd basically like wake up, schluff, drink, schluff, eat, schluff, drink, schluff, and then it's somewhere in there was golf. Uh, but that's how I would summarize the trip for the most part. We had a lot of great food. We ate at that place, Husk, which fucking phenomenal place. Um, just overall, just a great trip. Charleston is a uh, crazy city. Like I didn't even know that city existed. When you when we said we were going to Charleston, I'm like, wow, that's kind of fucking gay. That's pretty sleepy and stupid and weird. Because um, I had no idea. I'm like, oh, it's just some bullshit southern town where we're gonna go like fucking have tea parties and look look like uh, you know bump elbows with people with pearls on. Uh, but it couldn't be further from that. It is a young city, a college town with like lots of young cool people, a lot of cool spots. Like I can't imagine going to college there. If you went to college there, you would probably fucking die. There's just so many bars. There's so many places to go. So many, like, places to eat. Like, I, I gained a lot of weight at Villanova. But fucking Charleston, I would be morbidly obese. I would, you'd have to roll me out of that town. I don't, th- I mean, maybe that's why people never fucking leave. It's because they can't. They physically can't because they're so weighed down from eating and drinking all the time. Also, shout out to uh, Andrew Jackson Pollock, who was a great addition to the to the group this week, I thought. Um, he he showed interest in the podcast, so hey, if you're listening, what up, bro? Thanks for coming. Thank, I hope you had a good time with us. I think uh, we've kind of been fortunate in these bachelor parties where we've had a pretty good supporting cast come with us. On my bachelor party, we had um, my brother and Zach and, you know, my other brother who, you know, not great supporting cast, but he's he does his things in certain ways, I guess. Maybe not. Not really. Okay, moving on. Uh, Mark's bachelor party, we had great supporting cast. We had Uncle PJ, Chicago Kid, Johnny B. Good. And then this time we had Andrew Jackson Pollock. Phenomenal. Great time. I'm not going to spend the time like beating it to death because like, you guys were there. You experienced it. And I'll be honest with you. I was I was pretty fucked up a lot of it, so it's all kind of it blurs together as one day. Like I feel like we got there, we we had tapas, we saw the thing, we went golfing, uh, we went to Husk, and then we got drunk. We got really drunk on car bombs, and Platus disappeared, and that was it. Shout out to Platus too. You know, Platus used to be in this league, and Platus was a cool kid. I had no idea how cool Platus actually was. That kid is just a chatterbox. I was surprised. Like, here I am thinking he's this quiet kid. He's like, he's literally talking to every single person at the bar and getting people to do car bombs with us and stuff. Like, that kid is an interesting dude and he sells wieners out of a truck. Fucking great. Fucking great. Good for him. Good for him. But the guy I want to thank the most for the uh, the events of Charleston is the reason we were there, my, mo- my boy Mikey London. And Mike, we appreciate the fact that you're getting married and allowed us the opportunity to come hang out with you. And I think we all had a great time. Uh, Mike is like a little fuzzy little man peach. Uh, great snuggler. Just like a woolly willy of chest hair. It's kind of like laying on an afghan um, when you snuggle up with Mike. And I thought a great way to honor Mike, rather than doing like a bachelor party extended episode, which I've done in the past for some of the other bachelor parties we've been on, is I would do a wedding preview because I think I have a lot of a lot of material to work with for that. 
Um, so as we get into Mike's wedding week, which is coming up pretty quickly, uh, it's on, what is it, like two weeks from now? Holy shit, bro. Like, I feel like you just got engaged, uh, and now you're getting married out there in uh, the fair city of Cleveland, where the economy is based on LeBron James, as the tour- tourism video goes. Not so much anymore since he moved to L.A., but he's still he's still hanging around there. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a uh, a party bus out to Cleveland, aka the like the giant rape van. It honestly looks like a van they smuggle Mexicans in on, because I think we all learned our lesson about airports this weekend. The Charleston airport might be one of the worst fucking airports in the history of all airports. I don't know if it was the airport, the airlines, like all aspects of this trip got fucked up when it came to air travel. Joe's Joe's flight got canceled. I think Mark and Jake's flights got canceled, but they somehow figured out a way to get here after like fucking 18 hours of traveling. Um, Mike got uh, delayed and whatever on his way home. Mark got delayed on his way home. Jake, I don't know. Did you get delayed on your way home? But Andrew Jackson Pollock, no problems. He got he got home. No worries. He's like texting us like daddy's home. No problems. But to avoid any trouble getting down to Cleveland or out to Cleveland, west to Cleveland, northwest to Cleveland, where the fuck Cleveland is under some shitty lake, um, we're going to take the the old bus or the van, if you will. So 15-passenger van headed to Cleveland with uh, Mark, Jamie, Jake, Maria, and uh, the missus, uh, the first lady, and Dave on the way down, which will be a f- I think that'll be a fun little trip. And I'm willing to drive down just so I can be your captain tour guide for the event. Um, maybe we switch off. Maybe we don't. I think we just power through. That's what Dave and I kind of did. Dave and I had a, a pretty decent trip back. Like, I, I would love to say it was a great trip, but I, f- I feel bad because I was, like, so out of it. And my man Dave just trucked through. Um, Dave is the ultimate companion. When you drive, he's got the tunes bumping. He's got great tunes. Like, Dave, Dave could be a DJ. He's, he's got such great tunes. And he just has a song for, like, every vibe or any mood you're in. My man knows what he's doing. And not only that, but he's just a great driver. He's, like, not a single, like, time on that trip was I, like, clutching for the thing on, like, the where you hang your, like, laundry from. You know what I'm talking about? The top of the car. Like, I'm not clutching for that at any point. I've driven with people where I'm literally, like, my knuckles are white because I'm holding that thing so tight. Not with Dave. Easy sailing. Music going. Good conversation. Great companion. About, uh, we drove through a couple different states. So we went through South Carolina, obviously, then up through North Carolina, and that seemed to go pretty quick. And then we hit Virginia. Virginia is fucking a big state. I didn't realize that. Like, it took us forever to get fucking through Virginia, but I guess it's because we drove from the southern point to the northern point. Then we got into, uh, I guess, D.C. area, Baltimore, um, and then fucking home. I guess I may have missed a state in there. I don't fucking know. Oh, Delaware for a hot second. We were in Delaware for like two seconds. But on the way back, we we used my phone to get NFL Red Zone because we got fucking cucked by the uh, the broadcasting rights that the NFL has with, you know, the local broadcasts of games. So we had the Cowboys game if we wanted to watch Fox most of the way home. So we said, fuck that. Let's just watch Red Zone. I'd rather have a chance to see the Eagles. But uh, that didn't really work out. Because the Eagles for the first half were just, I guess the game was just kind of boring. I, I didn't really get to see the first half or much of the first half outside of the touchdown plays because they appeared on red zone. But the first half of that game was just brutal, apparently, because it didn't get any attention on red zone. And it, in a day where there was plenty of action, like lots of touch, I think we set a, a weekly record for touchdowns uh, this week in the NFL. 
Now, we kind of lucked out when we hit Virginia because the Redskins were on a bye week, which meant that there was no local Redskins broadcast, which I guess typically would be on Fox considering they're in the NFC, which typically carries the uh, NFC East games. Um, but we were able to get the Eagles game. And when we turned it on, things were going good. Like Carson zinging the ball around, a couple touchdowns, we're feeling good. Then things started to get a little wonky and weird, and it seemed like we couldn't stop Marcus Mariota. The, uh, the, but to me, the crux of the game, defense, what it was, you know, the defense is predicated, and this is where I'm going to get shipped into the Eagles now. Our defense, I think, struggled in this game because our defense is predicated on frontline pressure. So our defensive line needs to get to the quarterback. And you got to remember, we've got a couple different scenarios going on here. This is a different defensive line than last year. And while I think it may be a more talented defensive line, you still it's still different. They're still learning to play together. Guys like Vinnie Curry, Bo Allen, who who were here for a little bit, they were here for like a couple of years, they gelled with the other guys there. When you take those guys out of the rotation, you add in new guys like Michael Bennett, Haloti Nada. It's not that they're playing bad. It's just that I think they're all getting used to like what they can do with each other, especially when you talk about the difference between interior linemen and exterior linemen. The guys on the edge trying to get to the quarterback, pass rushers, they just have not been that effective this year. And I think one of the reasons is because you've got Brandon Graham coming in from the outside who's coming off an injury, not at the top of his game right now. I think as the season goes on, hopefully he just gets back into it a little bit more. I would like to think that it's not a health issue. I think it's just rust. Derek Barnett has been a little bit disappointing, not a... The knock on him has always been, you know, can he translate what he did in college to the NFL? Last year, I think he had a good season, but he was more of a rotational role. Now he's being asked to take on more, and he's just not there yet. But I think with time, that will come. Like, Derek Barnett could still be a stud. So the defensive line, not getting to the quarterback is an issue. Because when you don't rush the quarterback, when you don't get pressure on the quarterback, more time to throw the ball. And that exposes guys who, let's be honest, is, uh, is Jalen Mills a mean player? Is he a nasty, tenacious player? Does he try really fucking hard? Yeah, he does. But he's not the most talented player. He plays with a lot of heart. I think last year, he got a lot of help from that defensive front, who's just mean, gets to the quarterback. They can't do shit on, like, they can't run the ball on him because they're just, they're like a fucking wall. Um, and when that shit doesn't happen, and you saw it in some of the games last year where we had... Uh, those like those high scoring games it's those games where we didn't get to the quarterback and it was one or two plays at near the end where we get to the quarterback and a big play happens like at the end of uh at the end of the Rams game we got we got to the quarterback got the ball at the end of the Super Bowl got to the quarterback got the ball and last year too I feel like because there was so much pressure so much constant pressure the defensive backs were able to get a little bit more uh, stuck on the receivers passes were rushed and then they were able to make opportunistic interceptions get the ball pick sixes on all that shit that stuff's just not happening this year so on defense on the defensive side of the ball just not clicking but i'm not like everybody else in this fucking city where i'm gonna have a panic attack and be like oh you need to start uh fucking ronald darby over fucking Jalen mills because Jalen mills fucking sucks fucking relax <coughs> ronald darby fucking sucks too if you want to put it that way and Sidney Jones hasn't shown you much. These guys are still young. They're shaking off the rust. Think about it. We played 
how many games in the postseason last year? That's an extension of football. It doesn't matter. You're coming off the football, off the Super Bowl hangover, and all those things I mentioned earlier about the defensive line. It's all different, and not to mention the fact that you have different linebackers in there. Like all of this stuff adds up, and I think over time this defense is going to get better. They're not as they're not as bad as they've played, and I think as as soon as we get some pressure on the quarterback, as soon as we are able to figure out how to get that shit going. The whole defense improves. And you saw glimpses of it this season. The goal line stances and all that other stuff. Like, that's this defense. That's who we are. So don't have, don't hit the panic button yet. Let's have a little patience and let things work themselves out. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, that was the real problem in this game. The offensive line this year has been garbage. And it's not because... I don't think the offensive line is bad. It's still a pretty good offensive line. I just think that they just... They're, for some reason, they have had a bad start to the season. Penalties, uh, guys just getting blown through on the offensive line have led to Carson literally not even be able to turn his head before he can look at a receiver, before pressure or somebody's right on top of him or shoving him right into the ground. Jason Peters obviously hasn't played well. Uh, he was like a subway turnstile this weekend. But I don't know if that is just rust or if that guy is starting to go. I mean, he's old, guys. Like an offensive lineman around this age, they start to show signs of wear. He's been through two very serious surgeries. Uh, it may be the end for Jason Peters. But I'm still willing to give him the benefit of doubt because that guy's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame left tackle. You're not going to just give up on him. And I think that's where the Eagles are at with him. Uh, I do think Jason Kelsey's playing with an injury. So maybe it's uh maybe it's one of those things where we can hopefully get just get to the bye week with a good record. Guys can rest up a little bit, shake off the rust. And if Jason Peters continues to decline there on the left tackle position, maybe it's time to consider bringing back Holly Valudi Vali 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 or whatever fucking Dave says. Holla Valudi Vali Vitae. Did I say that right? I don't know. It's a crazy fucking name. The other problems I think on offense have been the drops. So when you actually are protecting the quarterback and you are preventing the pressure and you get guys that are open, they're dropping the fucking ball. Nelly has not looked good so far in these last couple of games. I think he had four drops on Sunday. That's unacceptable. First game, Zagaritz had a bunch of drops. And it's just, it's bullshit, guys. Like, you're, you're a professional receiver. Your whole job is to catch the fucking football. So if you're open, or even if you're a slightly contested, a good receiver in the NFL makes those catches. And I refuse to believe that we do not have good receivers. Like, I know that a lot of people are low on Nelly right now. They're like, oh, he's average. This is just who he is. I'm not in that camp. The guy has, I think, some serious talent, and he's not showing it right now. That's my biggest problem. Alshon Jeffrey, fucking stud. Glad to have that guy back. Desperately need him in the lineup. Zach Ertz has to pick it up. Not, not impressed with Zach Ertz thus far this season. I mean, yeah, he had a bunch of catches in the last couple of games, but that's the, that's the guy. He's the go-to guy. When you need a big play, Zach Ertz has to be the guy. He has to step it up. If you want to make the big bucks, you want to be a top three tight end in this league, fucking prove it to me, brother. Obviously, one of the bigger problems, too, has been the running back position. You got guys injured, it sucks. It really does. But we got to work through it. We got to figure it out. And some of that is the play calling. I think you need to figure out 
how to incorporate the running backs better into some of your schemes, even though they're not the most talented guys. The running game still has to be there. We're relying too much on the pass. I think the league in general has started to figure out this whole RPO thing too, which has been a problem for the Eagles. Football is all about adjustments. It is this game of chess where you constantly have to be tinkering and figuring out, okay, well, I'm going to show the defense this. They're going to show me that. What can I learn from that? And I think so far this season, we have not made the best adjustments. And part of that is personnel. I, I am a full believer in the fact that we do not have the personnel we need right now, especially at running back, to pull off some of the, the plays that we're running. Um, but part of that, too, is just making adjustments. So, like, one thing I've noticed is that when Carson gets up to the line, he's very good at leading, reading the line of scrimmage. But now what defenses are doing is they're starting to throw a few things at him. So Carson throws some things at them like a hard count or whatever to read the defense. Now they're throwing uh, just disguises and things on the defense to try to just pre-snap, not let Carson be able to adjust and figure out what where he's going to go on this RPO. And I think he's been a little bit slow to adjust to that. And I'm going to knock my man Carson, and he's he's been solid. He's been good. He's He's not been great, though. And I think we can all admit that. I think that a little bit of that is rust. It comes with time. You remember back to the first season? I think we're starting to see a little bit more of that Carson, where it was flashes of brilliance and then just a few bonehead plays or just not getting done what he needs to do. Last year, he was MVP caliber quality, and I think he'll get back there. And that's really all I'm trying to say here. Don't panic. This team's going to be all right. All right? Are we all feeling good? Good. Because we got the Minnesota Vikings coming to town, and everybody's like, oh, I'm so scared. Minnesota's got, like, Thielen and Diggs, and now Kirk Cousins, they can get him a ball? Who fucking cares? We still blew that fucking team out last year. And guess what? Despite the fact that, you know, Kirk Cousins owned us for a few years, he's not a good quarterback. He's average. He's very average. He is boomer bust at the quarterback position. And it all depends on which Kirk Cousins you get. Are you going to get the Kirk Cousins that's slinging five touchdowns in a game? Are you going to get the Kirk Cousins that has like 125 yards, a touchdown, and like th- three interceptions and a fumble? That is the reality of Kirk Cousins. You get pressure on him, no fucking problems, boys. And they are the worst rushing team in football, and we are one of the best defenses against the run. I like this matchup. I think it's just football's a game of matchups, too. You got to remember that. You don't match up well against certain teams. I think Minnesota is a team we match up very well against. And if last year was any indication, virtually the same team minus the quarterback, I'm liking our chances at home. That's just me, boys. So I'm not worried about it. You shouldn't be worried about it. Don't fucking worry about it. And I know we all have high expectations. Like we're coming off a Super Bowl. All you want to do now is win the Super Bowls. But you got to be realistic, too, in your expectations. You got to look around the league and you got to think to get to the Super Bowl, it's going to take a monumental effort. There's a lot of good teams, particularly in the NFC, that you got to get past. So you got to be at the top of your game. And while we haven't been there, we can get there. I think we're right up there with the LA Rams. And uh, just though their their record doesn't show it, the Vikings, I think, are one of the better teams in the league. We're right up there with them. Right up there with the Saints. Right up there with Green Bay and all these other fucking teams. All right? So don't fucking worry about it. We're going to be all right. We're going to get there. All right, with that, let's get into our matchups for the week. We're done talking about the birds. Let's talk about the league. Um, it's been a little bit since we got to the matchups. You know, typically in the past, I do the music, but 
you know last year how we would do the music and then like halfway through it would go into this like and it was bullshit it wasn't it didn't get you hypey so now i've gone away from the music maybe we'll bring it back maybe we won't i don't know but the first matchup was the commish versus mike the bachelor himself uh mike had a hard time with a couple guys who just didn't perform dalvin cook despite the fact that there was an offensive explosion on the field had two points which i think was a major killer for mike and he was actually you know, considering not starting him, and I think he made the wrong decision. Kareem Hunt put up 25 points on his bench. Um, James White put up 27 points on his bench. Uh, so he had Dalvin Cook, James Conner for a collective 9.9 points. The other guys, over 50 points. So it just goes to show a little bit of management could have helped Mike out. I think he knows that, though. He's going to make some corrections going forward. The commission, on the other hand, got some explosive performances from Andrew Luck, finally. Uh, Andrew Luck, my fourth overall pick, who I took a gamble on, finally paying off, 48.3 points. Ezekiel Elliott finally showing up with 32 points of his own. Um, and that's really all I needed to get it done. Travis Kelsey also with a great game, but yeah, commission takes out Mike, 143.5 to 105.9. Despite the loss, Mike's in, in pretty good shape there in the Jew division, which has not been as strong as it has historically been in past seasons. Uh, he moves to 1-3. and three. The commission moves to 2-2. Two and two. Right there in the middle of the pack, I guess you could say, for uh, the Gentile division. The Gentile division is looking strong this year. Uh, a lot of teams at 2-2, two and two, a couple 3-1 and one teams. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of we're flipping the table here this year, flipping the script. In our next matchup, we had uh, Zachy versus Mark. Uh, in a matchup of in the Jew division, for the first time, they play each other. Zach, the new guy to the league. Mark, uh, Mark, despite the fact that Jordan Howard only had two and a half points and uh, some other like, weak performances from his usual stalwarts of Michael Thomas and a few other people, he got it done. Uh, Tom Brady had a pretty good showing, 27.7 points. Not world break. Oh, there goes my alarm. I don't know what that alarm's for sound the alarm mark's team's pretty good um then uh Cooper, what really put mark over the edges is that he cooper cucked zach cooper cup with 32.7 points and then zach on the other hand like consistent performance up and down his lineup outside of uh, the running back position and demarius thomas uh and his usual bread and butter defense defensive points which you know i hate negative two points from the vikings in that blowout um that not blowout, but shootout against Los Angeles. Mark edges over Zach 139.2 to 134.2. So Mark squeaks it out by five points. Mark improves to three and one on the year. Zach moves to two and two. Mark sitting on top of the Jew division. In our next matchup, we had Uncle BJ, the Chicago kid, taking on Steinen or Max Rosanelli, if you will. Uh, BJ has been riding this Mahomey wave, dude. Like, this kid's been unreal. 27.9 points, probably his lowest point total of the season so far, and still pretty fucking good. Finally gets some production, consistent production out of Saquon with 19. Marshawn Lynch had a great game. All around, BJ's team had a solid output, 155.3 points. Stein's team, on the other hand, has been a little bit of struggle city lately. Leonard Fournette, with all of the injuries, has been kind of a question mark. Mike Evans on a team where now what are they? Are they the Ryan Fitzpatrick magic of the old, or are they the Jameis Winston shit show of the future? We shall see. Um, Austin Safarian Jenkins as a tight end has not been really working out. 
couple guys on by, a couple guys injured. Stein's struggling a little bit now. Uh, but it's all right. Long season, a lot of fucking time left. Maybe Stein should stop sucking Trump's dick and start figuring out his squad. BJ, 155.3 over Stein, 91.3. And with that win, BJ improves to 3-1. and one. Good for second place now in the Gentile division and sitting pretty in the playoffs. Stein, on the other hand, at 1-3, and three, um, not uh, looking so good. He's in uh, dead last right now in the league, dead last, and at at risk now. And a, lot of, a lot of time to go, but at risk of paintball punishment. If uh, Stein is the one, though, getting paintball, who's going to hit him? Because Stein is our marksman. He can't, he can't shoot himself unless he wants to. I'll allow it. Anyway, in our next matchup, we had uh, Chef Schof taking on Das Cheeks in a matchup of neighborhood foes in the Gentile division. Schof has been uh, riding a high wave here. Uh, but in this game, despite the fact that Russell Wilson had only 10 points, the fact that Isaiah Crowell only had 0.8, Alvin Kamara and a few other guys lifted him to the promised land this week. Dave... Struggles continue for a little bit. While he's... uh, So Dave is our MVP last week. Took up the commission on the commissioner's challenge. Had a bad week. That's kind of how it goes in fantasy. Some weeks you're up. Some weeks you're down. You never know what you're going to be. It all depends on the team, the matchups, and all that stuff. This week for Dave, just not good. Not a good week for Dave. Matchups were bad. And it just sucks. And I was sitting there watching him with him. And we're rooting for his guys. We're rooting for Hyde to fucking get a touchdown. Uh, we're rooting for Drew Brees to fucking throw the fucking ball. Stop handing it to fucking Kamara. Uh, and that's that's the struggle that you you deal with as a fan. So shit, shit luck for Dave this week. Only 78.6 points. He loses to Joe 123.4, 78.6. And uh, that win solidifies Joe at 3-1 and one as the best team in the Fantasy Football League. Founding Farter, Fantasy Football League on top of it. That is Joe. I, that may be the first time I've ever uttered those words. Dave, right now, sitting at the bottom of the Gentile division, still in good shape. At 2-2, two and two, he's very well within reach, especially given the fact that the Jew division is not as good. Dave's just got to maybe make some trades. I know he's been barking up the trade tree. Somebody hit Dave up. He actually has a lot of talent on his squad. It's just sometimes they don't click. He needs some guys that click all the time. And I think he's got plenty to offer, so guys, hit up Dave. He's got some players to offer. You could get some value out of this. And our final matchup for the week, we have a little bit of a rivalry here, but heating up between Jake and Zifo. Um, this week, though, was all about the Rams, and Jake made the smart move. Kind of went back and forth. Am I going to start Jared Goff, or am I going to go Kirk Cousins? And either option, honestly, would have been a good option and would have won on him in the game, but he went with the solid option. He went with Jared Goff, who put up 54 points, five fucking touchdowns, I believe, in this game. Todd Gurley. 23.6 points, no scrub himself. Up and down Jake's lineup, just solid. And Rob Gronkowski, despite the injury, I still like Jake's squad a lot. And I said it before, and I'll say it again. Jake's going to be sticking around here, guys. Watch out for Jake and his squad. Z4, on the other hand, he's got a little bit of struggle city going on right now. Two running backs that are meh. Uh, he just lost his tight end, who put up zero points this week because of injury. And the rest of the squad, a little suspect. Uh, he had he did have Christian McCaffrey on by, a couple other guys on by, so maybe there's hope. He made the smart decision in sitting Fitzmagic and not riding that hot hand because if you got Aaron Rodgers on your squad, you got to start him. Just the facts. 
especially when your squad is struggling like Zephos. So uh, with that win, Jake improves to 2-2. Two and two. Fox falls to 1-3. and three. Jake now uh, sitting in the middle of the, of the Gentile division, but very strong team at 2-2. Two and two. Look for Jake to make some jumps here, guys. I really like Jake's squad. I've said it before. I will say it again. Zepho, not so much. He's, uh, he's a little bit of struggle city right now. Not looking so hot. Uh, but we shall see what happens with him. And with 179.9 points, Jake is our weekly MVP and the proud winner of $5 cash money. Now, Jake, uh, I will allow his... Uh, I asked him, do you want to be... Do you want to take me up on the commissioner's challenge? And we'll get his response later. I don't want to ruin that for you guys. Uh, but Dave did take me up on it this week. He lost. He gets nothing. Um, I still owe Mike, though, for his MVP. I don't want to not shout out Mike. Mike, you won MVP. Congratulations. Um, you're going to get your $5. You should. This, this is how it goes, guys. If you're the weekly MVP, you text me if you want to be in the commissioner's challenge or not. Otherwise, you're just getting 5 bucks. That's just how it's going to work. You can't double your money. Uh, but as I mentioned, we'll get to Jake. We'll figure out how that went. But real quick, I want to go into the standings. So if uh, if the season were to end today and we were to enter the playoffs, here's what the rankings would be. Getting paintballed would be our boy Stein. Oof. Right after him, also in contention for paintball punishment, is Zefo. And I have a feeling if Zefo comes in last place, he's just going to quit the league. Don't be a bitch, dude. If you fucking come in last, you're going to fly your ass out here and I'm going to shoot you with paintballs. And if you don't, I'm going to fly out to California. I'm going to hunt you down. I'm going to shoot you with paintballs myself. And I'll hire nine other people off of like Craigslist or something to come shoot you with me. And it'll be great. In eighth, we have Mike. Seventh, we've got Dave. And then we've got our playoff team. So here's the playoff picture as it currently stands. The last team in. Last team in the playoffs is Zeke and the White Guys, the commission's team. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to think of my squad right now. Are we a playoff team or not? Remains to be seen. Which team is going to show up week to week? Yeah, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Then we got our newcomer, Zach Maron, sitting at the uh, five spot, followed by Turd Ferguson at the four spot, who I think will make a jump, as I mentioned. At the three spot, you got BJ, the Chicago kid. Mark's back. The uh, current champion of the Jew division if the season were to end today at the two spot and your league front runner right now chef Shof, Jof. he's sitting on top of the entire league and them's your standings boys before we go to your sounders and hear from you this week i just want to go to the matchups for this week because i i always forget to do this and it's just I, it's, I get too drunk and it slips my mind so let's get into the matchups for next week so week five matchups we've got dave at two and two taking on uh, Stein at 1-3. and three. Uh, We've got BJ at 3-1, and one, taking on Jof at 3-1. and one. Should be a good matchup within the Gentile division. We've got Mark at 3-1, and one, taking on Zepho at 1-3. and three. Zepho desperate for a win. Mark with a chance to pad the stats and add another win to the win column. And then we've got Zach taking on, at 2-2, two and two, taking on Mike at 1-3. and three. Mike kind of in one of those gotta-win scenarios. And I think he's poised to do it. And then in our game of the week, we've got the Kamish at 2-2, two and two, taking on Turd Ferguson, Jake at 2-2. Two and two. And this is an important game. And I'll be honest with you. 
I do not like my chances, and usually I'm confident. I'm boisterous. I am the one talking all the shit. But Jake is the team that scares me the most in this entire league. And it's probably been a concurrent theme throughout this podcast. I've been talking high praise on Jake's team, which I'm hoping puts the mush on him. I'm hoping I'm putting the hex. I hope the wherever the fucking Rams are playing this week, God fucking please tell me they're on bye or something. Uh, I am going to need that shit to fucking beat Jake. Now that that shit is the only way that shit is going to happen. But uh, we'll see what happens, man. It's fantasy football. Every week is different, and every week is a, an interesting little tidbit of society and football. Also, before I get into the matchups, I wanted to touch upon. A little bit of news that came out last week that I didn't have a chance to cover, and that is the Flyers' new mascot, Gritty. I fucking love Gritty. What a crackhead of a mascot. It's like if they took the Philly Fanatic and he binged crack for three fucking years and then all of a sudden emerged. That's Gritty. Gritty is honestly like if a Flyers fan, I'm talking like diehard Flyers fan, the kinds that call into radio stations and they want to talk hockey during football season. Those guys, if one of those dudes fucked a homeless guy homeless crackhead from under 95 that is gritty it was like an orgy with a diehard flyers fan a guy from under 95 a homeless guy from under 95 and like uh, grimace from mcdonald's that is what gritty looks like i am so pumped for this fucking man i want to meet this fucker i want him to rub my head uh rub his belly in front of me and have his eyes go every which way i'm fucking pumped about that shit that is so much better than franklin the dog that the sixers have and honestly, he's uh, he may rival the Fanatic here. I know the Fanatic is like mascot royalty, but Gritty is pretty fucking cool. Probably the coolest thing about the Flyers right now is their fucking mascot. Because their team, I'll be honest with you, I don't know what they are. They are good some nights in this preseason. They're bad other nights. I think they might be garbage again this year. Who knows? I'm so sick of the Flyers bullshit. That's why I've moved on to basketball, guys. Like The Flyers every year. They're not going to blow you out of the water. They're going to disappoint you. They're going to sow flashes of greatness, get your hopes up, just to crush them. That's what Flyers hockey is all about. Oh, yeah, we we drafted a great two-way player. Yeah, he's great, and he can he can play. He's a defensive offenseman, and uh, we got no shooters. Uh, we've got one guy who puts the biscuit there in the basket, and that's about it. And, uh, we've got great passers, great passers, but that's about it. Yeah. Fuck the Flyers right now, guys. Fuck them. Gritty's all they've got. All I want them to do, give me one guy who just snipes. Like a guy who sits at the top of the fucking circle, who does nothing but hang back and snipes. The Flyers haven't had a guy like that in so long. I just want a sniper. I want a guy who just scores like 60 goals a year. I want fucking Reggie Leach back there, guys. That's what I need to get back into Flyers hockey. That's what gets me hard for hockey. And it's been a while since I felt that way, and it's a shame. I honestly haven't been excited about hockey since Jake and I were lived in Hoboken, and we would watch we would watch like almost every fucking Flyers game after our roller hockey games before I popped my shoulder out and dipped the fuck out of Hoboken. That was the last time I was excited. Right now, for me, it's football and it's basketball because I'm excited for Joel Embiid. I'm excited for the Mark Hell full type. I think the hype is real. My man, despite the fact that his shot is still ugly as shit, at least it goes in now. And that is really all we need. So with that, let's get to you, the caller, the sounder, and hear what you got to say. We're going to start with our boy Jake, who I mentioned earlier. He had a response to the question, will you take the commissioner's challenge? Let's hear what Jake had to say. 
With all due respect to the Commissioner's challenge, fuck the Commissioner's challenge. I think Jake has accepted the Commissioner's challenge, and that is why our game this week is the game of the week, because it is me versus Jake, not only for the Commissioner's challenge, but for the league, for a win, for a much-needed win for both of us. A lot riding on this game. And I, again, do not like my chances, but Jake, there's always that chance. There's always that small percentage chance that something can go awry for you, something can go good for me. But all that we can do is watch. Let's keep going. Dude, I need a running back, like a starter. Somebody, trade me something. Please, I'll give you Drew Brees. I'm down on my knees. I'm begging you, please. Somebody fucking trade this kid. He is desperate for a trade. Uh, and I honestly, like, Dave, I know my team's not much, and I don't have what you need, really, but take a look at my squad, bro. Everybody's for sale. No sacred cows in this bitch. I wouldn't be opposed to the Antonio Brown either, but I need a bona fide stud. I would concur with that. If you're going to trade your pretty much blue chip piece of your team, you got to get something in return. And take a look at my squad. I don't know if I've got anything there that might interest you, but I might be interested. Just uh, don't want to mortgage everything. I probably don't have what I need to get it done. It takes it takes like the pieces in a crafty GM, basically, to get it done. So any of you out there, take a look at Dave's squad. When someone please freaking trade Dave, a running back, dude. The kid is desperate. He's offering up like a top three quarterback for like junk. You know? It's like help the kid out. He's two and two, but it sounds like he's 0 and four for fuck's sake. You're gonna be alright, Junior. Just you know, just stick it out, dude. Work the waiver wire. BJ's got no money left, dude. BJ's got no money. So if anyone sees one of BJ's players goes down, you gotta bid him up and you gotta steal him because, you know, fuck that kid. Dave, let me pose something to you. Because I, I am willing to make a trade. I just it's gotta be the right one. And I don't know if this interests you or not. I know you need a running back. And I can offer you a somewhat decent running back. A guy who may get a touchdown every week type of running back. But I'm going to want back a similar player to another position. So if maybe I'll take a look at your roster, propose a trade, and we'll see if we can get things going. I don't know. Uh, but let's continue on our journey. On the podcast. It's been two weeks, but uh, we went to Charleston for my bachelor party. You know, had a little bit of mishap again down there. Uh, appreciate Mark and Jake uh, for sticking it out and forking over a few extra bucks. And uh, Joe, if you missed out on a good time, man, you know. And uh, but I want to thank everyone who came to to the bachelor party. You know, we had a real good time, and Charleston's a real sick place, dude. I'm really glad that I was able to experience it with all you guys and. Uh, See you guys here in like uh, two weeks. Coming up real quick. All right? Yeah, man. I'm fucking excited for your wedding. And just to plug myself shamelessly here on this podcast, you really want to stay tuned for that that podcast. That podcast is going to be a good one. The one where uh, Mike's wedding is around the corner. So it, it'll be that Wednesday of Mike's wedding. Um, I'm trying to put something together that we can then listen to on the way down. And it's all it's going to be all about fucking ml that's what the theme of that podcast is. like we'll have fantasy football but it's gonna be about ml i'm gonna tell you some shit that i know about this fucker all right we're gonna have a good time thanks for having us bro had a good time at the bachelor party with you guys mike hope you had fun 
Wedding's coming up, bro. Creeping. Creep, creeping, man. Me and my van are coming down. It's going to be a great fucking time. Over the last two weeks, my team has performed, but the manager of the team, who is I, has not. Keep leaving points on my bench, and my starters are not, you know, they're doing okay, but my bench players are doing even better, and it's just poor management, or else I'd be like 3-1 and one or something like that. But, nope, 1-3 and three for your boy. And uh, we're going to change some things up and come out on top here uh, for the next few weeks. I think you got every every little bit of potential to do that, my man. Just manage your squad. Don't let that wedding and honeymoon get in your way. All right. I managed the squad for my honeymoon. Fucking I still sucked, but I just barely missed the playoffs. So make sure you manage that team while you're distracted. Brent, congratulations on your second time winning the award. Five times to be uh, in the Hall of Fame. You know, by then you'll probably be CEO of Campbell's. You'll be the soup king or the soup Nazi with that fucking haircut. <laughs> yeah, that was a constant joke this weekend, wasn't it? Everybody's just like ragging on me for my fucking hair. Because, uh, you know, you know what's different between you guys and me? You got a little volume to your hair. You got some curly shit going on mixed in with your, like, so you're, it's not straight hair. I don't know if you guys can tell, but I took a couple of Ripper Magoos. <laughs> In between segments there, and oh, I haven't done that in a while. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so what were we talking about? Oh yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, we were talking about uh, fucking right, dude. Oh, Mike was uh, Mike was congratulating me for my merit awards. I appreciate that, brother. And uh, yeah, I wish you guys could come. That'd be cool. Like I feel like award shows that you're supposed to bring your boys with you. I just want to like, roll up with a crew, and. Uh, just be like, I want to give a shout. I like, wish I could give a speech. Like, I want to give a shout out to my boys, my fucking boys, my fucking boys. What the fuck? Dude, I'm fucked up. I was looking for this clip. Sundays are for the fucking for the boys. fucking boys. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for helping me out on that one. Uh, yeah, we're gonna keep rolling here. Uh, we're gonna go to our next clip. What's up, you lib cucks? Turd Ferguson here. I just want to say it was fun putting up the most points of all fucking time in our league last week on top of Cleveland D getting no points. I was an absolute wagon. My team is a wagon. We're going to continue to shit pump the competition all year long. Brent, you're up next. I'm going to put a waxing on that ass. Wax on. Wax off. Oh, wax on. Wax off. Big representation from the Gentile division. Everyone's two and two. Everyone's looking good. Uh, you know, I got the most points in the league. Not a bird girl. And Dave's last in, in last place again, looking like he's going to get paintballed. All in all, I'd say that things are looking good for the Founding Farters Fantasy Football League. Turd Ferguson out. Stack correction, Jake. Your commish has the most points in a single matchup in the league. I, I remember it because I did it. It was 189.9 points, and it was over Tom in week three of last season. Do you guys remember that game where Tom just, like, he actually set his lineup this time, and he just got massacred? 116.2 point margin of victory. The commission put the absolute smackdown on Tom. Tom never fucking beat me, but Zach in his first appearance in the fucking league takes down the commission. Yeah, fucking crumb. All right, now I got to go to my boy Dave, who 
Dave is one of my loyal listeners. He's one of the guys. He's my day one right now. We started the microphone business together. He introduced me to the microphone. And uh, go back your boy up. Brand, give up on asking people to do a podcast that's down here. If you book them, they will come. But in this case, you're not booking them. You're begging them. And I don't think they want to be involved. Um, I wish they'd just straight up tell you that. But I'm going to tell them that for you because I can just tell. Every week, hey, guys, founders, nobody wants to chime in. I don't get it, Brent, because you do a hell of a job. You're hardworking, and you guys take for granted the stuff you do for them, especially if you're in other leagues. You realize that you're the best commissioner of all time. Signing off. Sidearm. I fucking appreciate that, man. You don't know how much it means to me that guys like you and Mike and Jake fucking take me seriously and actually indulge me even though like i know sometimes i'm not great guys i'm shitty but i i still do put a lot of work into this like i take hours out of my fucking night to put out this fucking podcast the least you motherfuckers can do is make some time for me all right otherwise it makes me feel like you don't care about me and that sucks you know so and i like to think i give a lot to this league i do put a lot of time and effort into it and if it's something you're not into if you just think it's like you know, you don't got time for that? Just let me know. You're not going to offend me. I'm a fucking man, dude. I'm not, like, fucking made out of, like, you know, cotton balls and sugar. I can fucking handle it. If you're just like, dude, I'm like, yeah, I just don't have time for your podcast. I got too much going on. Just let me know. Don't fucking promise me shit. Um, I honestly don't see what the big fucking deal is. All I asked you to do is send in a sounder, like a little clip that you can just... You know, you could be, like, walking into work and just, boom, quick clip, sitting in the car, boom, quick clip, literally at any point between this podcast and the next one. And I can play it, because it never has to be about the fantasy football. It can just be about fucking anything. I just want to hear from you. I just want to feel like you're engaged, like you're actually here. Otherwise, what's the point of me sitting here? And right now, I'll be honest with you, I'm feeling a little dejected. The participation levels. I appreciate all my loyal listeners, all my loyal followers. Shout out to Jake, Mike. And Dave. Dave, my day one. Uh, and Mike also. And Jake. All you guys. You all come up big. Fucking, that's why Jake's the real MVP. <laughs> and I'm more senseless than one, right? All right. That's enough of me fucking ranting and raving. I hope that you will join us and listen. Because the more you fucking submit shit to me, the more motivated I feel. I feel great. I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do this. People are listening. They want, they need content. Uh, yeah, so you know what's going on this weekend. The Eagles at the Vikings. Um, need this win, boys. So if you're going to the game, give it to them. Let them know. If not, you maybe want to watch the game. I don't know. Something like that. Get together. More football. More footy. Uh, yeah. I'll see you guys soon. Tune in for that mic podcast. Because we're going to fucking kick it, dude. Fucking kick it with me here on the podcast. Shit. Come join me in the fucking studio. Shit. What are you doing? See you next time.
rock my khakis with a cup in the crease. Still got love for the streets, repping 213. Still the beats bang, still doing my thing. Since I left, ain't too much change. Still, I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl. Still, taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the deep. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl. Still, taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the DR. Since the last time you heard from me, I lost a son as well. Hell, me and Snoop, we dipping again. I kept my ears to the streets. Signed Eminem. He's triple platinum, doing 50 a week. Still, I stay close to the heat. And even when I was close to defeat, I rose to my feet. My life's like a soundtrack, I wrote to the beat. Street rap like Cali weed, I smoke till I'm asleep. Wake up in the AM, compose a beat. I bring the fire till you're soaking in your seat. It's not a fluke, it's been tried, I'm the truth Since turn out the lights from the world-class wrecking crew I'm still at it, after mathematics In the home of drive-bys and agmatics Swap meets, sticky green and bad traffic I dip through, then I get still, through the I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl it's Still, cool. taking my time to perfect the beat And I still got love for the streets It's the D.R.E. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl to perfect the beat, and I still got love for the streets, it's the D.R.E., it ain't nothing but Mohawk shit, another classic CD for y'all to vibe with, whether you're cooling on the corner with your fly bitch, yeah, lay shit. back in the shack, play this track, I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world, still, hitting the counters in the lolos, girl, I'm breaking that, damn near put your face in your lap, niggas try to be the king, but the ace is back, so if you ain't up on Running the game, still got it wrapped like a mummy. Still ain't tripping. Love to see young blacks get money. Spend time out the hood, take their moms out the hood. Hit my boys off the jobs. No more living hard. Barbecues every day, driving fancy cars. Still gon' get my still, I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl. Still, taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the DRE. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl. Still, taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets. It's the DRE. I'm representing for the gangsters all across the world. Still, hitting them counters and them lolos, girl. Still, taking my time to perfect the beat. And I still got love for the streets It's the D.R.E. Right back up in your motherfucking ass Nine, five plus four pennies Add that shit up, D.R.E. Right back up on top of things Smoke some with your dough No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks Some of that real sticky, icky, icky